0: It's an exclusive to the Interplanetary Podcast. We know who's going. You know what? I won the um, Euro Millions the other day. Oh, yeah. I managed to book tickets for us on the uh, SpaceX Round the Moon launch. This is ridiculous. (laughs) I need to pack my bag.
1: The Interplanetary Podcast. The exploration of space for the benefit of all mankind. Your hosts here in London, Matthew Russell and Jamie Franklin.
0: It's us. Live from the moon. We could do oh. a, a podcast live from the dark side of the moon. However, no one would ever hear it. No, that's true.
1: A bit like this one. <laughs> <laughs> hey. hey! Oh,
0: that oh. is so
1: exciting. I
0: can't wait to talk about this, Matt. Right, OK. Well, let, let's do the intro then. All right. The Interplanetary Podcast. Putting, Putting the, rock, the rock back, back into, into rockets. The rocket. <laughs> <laughs>
1: podcast 24 oh my goodness gracious me podcast
0: 24 oh yeah baby space <laughs> <laughs> i tell you what, I, uh, I genuinely can't stop singing that song that's what's it's so like, funny it's <laughs> like
1: we've had one too many brandies but we haven't oh my gosh i'm just on hay fever medicine i mean maybe that's why i, I i'm being delirious we,
0: we really ought yeah. to start with the news of the week shouldn't we
1: really? well we probably should start with the news of the week
0: I have to say it was really super exciting because I, I I was on a train coming back from work, yeah and I, and I, I always do this thing where it says like oh there's a there's an announcement at one p m and then I go, yeah. well, I wonder what it was, and then I realize it means one p m you know whatever time, so oh, it's yeah. like seven o'clock at night for us, yeah, and uh, I happened, and, and then there I was at seven o'clock looking at the Twitter feed and everyone went going oh well where's where's this you know announcement' and it didn't come and people were putting funny tweets up and i was saying well it's 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 so late now it must be about falcon 9 as a kind of joke and things like yeah you know, we were, and everyone started joking and people then start trying to guess but then suddenly it came out what it was the announcement and it was yeah. like <laughs> no
1: <laughs> <way.">
0: <laughs> do not so, adjust your sets do not adjust your sets so yes Enon you know, must just came out that these these two dudes, and I have to admit we, we were lying at the beginning. It's not us, Jamie. I'm sorry. Unfortunately, not. No. no. Do we
1: know who they are yet?
0: No. No one knows who it is. The only thing we know is that they know each other. Hmm. Mm. Any
1: clues? Uh, what's your guess?
0: I, I literally have no idea. I mean, I'd like it be Ace if it was an old, an astronaut and a billionaire.
1: Wouldn't it be great if it was Stephen Hawking though? Because he wants to go up on Virgin Galactic. I mean, obviously it would be kind Whoa. of gutting oh for my, Richard oh Branson, God. but he's already paid a ticket for that. Can lest you, we forget, yeah. But so, I don't. I don't think Stephen know.
0: Hawking's that rich because there was some figure about it being really? ten. Yeah, no, it was something like ten percent of their com- how much they charge commercially, which was like something like they make one point six billion. So it. So ten percent sounds like one hundred and sixty million pounds. Now, 100, sorry, one hundred and sixty million dollars. And you think, ah, uh, one hundred and sixty million dollars? Can Stephen Hawking afford one hundred and sixty million dollars?
1: Oh, surely someone would pay for him. I mean, you know.
0: Oh, I surely. see. So, oh, maybe like Yuri Milner and Stephen Hawking.
1: I reckon that someone would dip their hand in the pocket to see him experience
0: that. Stephen Hawking wasn't well enough to come to the Royal Festival Hall the other I was day. Gonna, I was just about so, to say,
1: would he be fit enough to do no, that? I, mean, I don't. Yeah. I, I,
0: I really don't think that Stephen Hawking's at his age with his condition would even survive launch. I wouldn't imagine. But gosh, I mean, I wonder who it is. I mean, when the names are announced, it it will be amazing. Maybe it's maybe it's going to be our mate Al Worden. I reckon even he's too old. <gasps> no offence, but if if I was going to take anyone, it'd be Al. It'd be us three, and we'd take vodka and spaghetti. Yeah, that's
1: true. That's true.
0: Vodka and spaghetti. Oh, imagine that, eating vodka and spaghetti in a Dragon 2 on the way to the moon, oh. looking out the window, pale blue dot, boom, oh my. high five to Al. Oh, my goodness oh. gracious me. That'd be absolutely <laughs> incredible. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, it's so exciting. I mean, where do we start so, with this? Yeah. Where do we start with this?
0: Elon Musk reckons it's going to happen in 2018... It will be an autonomous flight, so it will be the Dragon Two in an autonomous mode on a Falcon Heavy. I mean, is there not going to be a test flight before? Surely. Well, no, no. Obviously, that the Falcon Heavy has to fly this year. Hmm. So there's, you know, the Falcon Heavy should be flying this year, but I mean, it's already. It was supposed to fly in two thousand and thirteen. Yeah. So it's already ridiculously late. I mean, uh, someone from the Planetary Society did a spreadsheet of when SpaceX say they're going to do something and when it actually happens. And on average, it's 2.1 years later. Right, Okay. Okay. So uh, Falcon Heavy's actually, uh, like, four years late now, of course. Um, So, yeah, the the Dragon 2 capsule bear in mind is being paid for by nasa to take crew up to the international space station yeah, yeah. <laughs> see which we'll get on to this in a minute but because i think that there's a really really interesting point to this that eric berger from ars technica brought up and it was it was in a really really i think it's the best article about the whole mm. thing it's whether you believe this can be done in 2018 if it if it can it would be amazing but red dragon for example where we were getting really excited because it was going to mars in 2018 yeah has been put back to 2020 right okay. go, t- two years late so that's been put back and i wonder if elon musk has done this to fill that slot or yeah there's another possibility here as well Um, And, and, you know, NASA must be getting really frustrated because they're now considering buying Russian Soyuz seats Mm. for the launches in 2019 because they actually don't trust SpaceX and Boeing to have their uh, manned capsules ready in time. Really? So, to be honest, Mm. if Elon Musk can't get it ready for 2018 to go up to the International Space Station, Mm. how on earth is it going to be ready to go round the moon? Yeah, it does seem a little bit far Yeah, considerably different ambitions.
1: But you know what, Matt? We keep saying it, you know, write off Elon Musk at your peril.
0: Oh, no, I love it. I love it because he's, he's putting the cow amongst
1: the pigeons. We think he'll make it happen, but... It's just a matter of yeah. when. Like, you know, is he being a little bit Ooh. too optimistic? I, do there
0: think? may be a little... There's maybe some games in this as well. There may, it, it might be the fact... Mm. Like, so the last thing that we said on last week's podcast was that NASA had revealed that they were considering launching astronauts on the maiden voyage of SLS in 2019, uh, and which would actually have a really similar mission profile to this SpaceX flight around the moon, i.e. astronauts would be in the Orion capsule, and do a figure of eight loop round the moon and come back again. How long would that take in total? It's a couple of days there, a couple of days back or something. OK. Nothing extraordinary, because sometimes it takes a couple of days to get to the International Space Station, for example. So, yeah, it, it takes about a week for this ho- for the whole trip. OK. What Musk is kind of saying is... I'm going to beat you to it, NASA. Mm. Another thing that we mentioned on the podcast a while back was that NASA weren't that impressed with people like Bezos and Musk and their heavy lift vehicles, Falcon Heavy Mm. and the new Glenn. Its commercial space should be concentrating on low-Earth orbit stuff. And we, NASA we should be the people concentrating on deep space, but at Musk and Bezos, essentially. Mm. But Musk, is kind of, in his language, he knows it's going to it's going to test his relationship with William Gerstenmeier, the Chief of Human yeah. Exploration. So he does keep sticking little NASA things in, like he said this, he goes, I think we're generally encouraging of anything that advances the course of space exploration. I think an SLS Orion mission would be exciting as well. And I don't know what their timetable is, but I'm not sure if we be before or after and i don't think that's an important thing i think it's the advancement of space exploration that really matters if nasa decides they want to to do the first lunar orbit mission obviously we would give them priority so he's also saying oh well if nasa want to use our dragon 2 and falcon heavy instead of sls and orion to go to the moon then yeah do it which is maybe the most contentious bit because he's also telegraphing to the trump administration yeah that maybe sls and orion is a massive waste of money mm. because he's got a vehicle that can already do it that is so, a good point yeah wow.
1: interesting games very interesting games
0: well especially considering nasa
1: <laughs> yeah. paid for the thing yeah you kind of want to keep them on side which he is but we'll see We'll see. So when are they planning to announce who these two people are?
0: Do you know what I've got? We know? No, I don't, I don't think they've come up with that. But uh, there was a really interesting article that I saw in American Space where mm. SpaceX had revealed to them that the lunar voyage had been under consideration for at least the past two years. So yeah, so they've you know they've been negotiating with these two people for at least two years, and also said there have been additional requests for other private flights. So we might see a raft of these private flights coming out. I'm uh, really
1: excited that this is. I mean, even being talked about. As we know, it's it's definitely not as easy as that. No, anything to do with private space travel, however. The fact that so many people's imagination has been captured by this... Yeah. It can only be a good thing, can't it? It can no. only be a good thing. Because I think they've showed that there's a, there's a want for this,
0: you know? Do you know what's amazing? is? I was so excited after hearing this. I was thinking, this is absolutely mind-blowing. And literally, my mind hmm. was blown. It was like, <laughs> oh, my... Say. It was just ridiculous. Yeah. These are going to be the 25th and 26th humans to have mm. crossed the 240,000-mile gulf of cislunar space. Yeah. I mean... It's insane, isn't it? No, it's just, it's just ridiculous. And that hasn't happened since Gene Cernan came back. Mm. The late, great I'd love to Jane know more Cern. about
1: it. I want to see, see more of the videos that he did with the Mars um, plans. I guess it's going to be really
0: similar to the Apollo missions, but he doesn't need to carry as much. Well, up. I guess actually the most the similar the mission it's going to be most similar to is Apollo thirteen. They're not actually pl- they're not going to play golf on the moon. No, there's no that, that that would be cool. If he, if he, if suddenly he said, "Oh, we've actually decided we're going to land them on the moon as well," would be incredible. That would be good. Uh, NASA released a statement pretty shortly after the SpaceX had announced this, and mm. <laughs> what's a brilliant line in this is they said. Uh, we will work closely with SpaceX to ensure it safely meets the contractual obligations to return to the launch of astronauts to US soil and continue to successfully deliver supplies to the International Space Station. That's what they finished the statement with, right. which is essentially saying, yeah. Oi, SpaceX, you need to prioritise this and you better sort yeah. it out now, yeah. because actually, yeah, we're kind, kind of, of running uh, out of patience polite, after giving you $1. Yeah. $1. $1.6 billion to do this. Yeah. And there was another quote from Mary Lynn Dittmar. Oh, yeah. What's Mary saying? Uh, Well, what Mary from the Coalition for Deep Space Exploration said, Mm. I find it extraordinary that these sort of announcements are being made when SpaceX has yet to get a crew from the ground to low Earth orbit.
1: She has got a point, to be fair. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) You
0: know? Uh, Yeah, I mean... Definitely shades of running before you can walk. Well, yeah, there's some... I mean, there's some serious concerns, isn't there? there? There's serious concerns in terms of what's happened in the last couple of years. I mean... The Falcon 9 has blown up yeah. twice, so you know that's that's hardly that encouraging. And Falcon Heavy mm. hasn't even flown. Definitely, don't think it's going to be before 2020. No, I, I must admit that the, the chances of it being in, t- in, t- in 2018 are slim. Aren't yeah, it? that
1: seems that seems crazy talk, even for Musk.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, even for Musk, we've got to be fair to Musk that that virtually all space exploration and space agencies are pretty rubbish with their timetabling things come mm. up and and it all goes a bit wrong and and you try and do things and and it doesn't quite work out exactly how you wanted to and things get delayed yeah. and when it comes to mars yeah. you've always got this kind of thing that it's all if you miss you miss your launch opportunity then yeah. then you gotta wait two, two years. years yeah yeah so on the surface it's one of the most exciting announcements there has ever so Matt, <laughs> let's say
1: let's say that it's let's just say that it's 2020, okay? And these two people go to the go to the moon. Do we then think that this is going to be something that he would want to roll out that would be potentially quote unquote affordable for ordinary people to do? As in, you know, take up something that could take up two hundred people or a hundred people eventually in time?
0: Um, oh, I mean. Obviously, this could be a huge space tourism, the start of space tourism for the for the super elite. Mm. You have to be said if 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 two if two billionaires go on a journey around the moon, right, and come back safely, mm. how many other billionaires are there that would go, right, I'm gonna do that? You know, it's like buying a yeah. super yacht, isn't it? I mean, yeah, it's it's the ultimate uh show of wealth. Now, once once Musk gets this going as a kind of three or four times a year type thing, then yeah, that the, the, mm. the cost of it could reduce massively. I mean, there's already taught that the Dragon Two capsule itself is going to be one of the uh, reused ones, uh, right? And Falcon, uh, the Falcon Heavy, all three booster parts should uh, land safely back on the ground and be reusable. So, you know, mm. so maybe that, I mean, there's a massive one. If Musk is able to um, reuse a booster this year, then w- you could be looking at, like, actually really, really cheap access into yeah, that doing... Yeah,
1: significantly reduce the cost, yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, yeah. If,
0: if you can keep using the same Dragon 2 capsule and the same yeah. rocket boosters, then the cost yeah. is actually, you think, well, hang on a second, the cost is going to be actually quite low. I mean, people.
1: surely it's no more than going from london to birmingham on the train you
0: know? <laughs> no it's, well, it's going to be exactly so, the same as that it, it's yeah. Um, yeah that that's it yeah. it is london's birmingham on the train yeah exactly and, and apparently, with less delays and apparently billionaires do that all the time yeah definitely they love that journey <laughs> it's well in some ways it's the journey it is
1: the journey. It's the journey so Matt, I we made
0: should... in reverse twenty years ago, Jamie. Matt, we should
1: st- we should stick with NASA mm-hmm. and talk about their um, their software
0: catalog, shouldn't we? Oh yeah, that was exciting. So uh, yeah, I've got an email from uh, 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 Matt Miller, who's a, a listener out there in the world. Big up yourself, Matt. Yeah, and he sent me this, and it was uh, and it is pretty exciting actually. So NASA, yeah, have released their in. Uh, and I, they do this every year, apparently, um, or not maybe not every year, but they do it once in a while where they release their entire catalogue of software that people have been yeah. working on. And it, it's actually quite fantastic because it gives you all these different programmes that mm. uh, can do lots and lots of different things. So, you know, so imaging programmes so that you're able to take the data from various satellites and yeah. and... and and produce pictures or get data from them but there's also things like management software and uh graphing software just hundreds and hundreds of really really And so useful. anyone can
1: use this for free?
0: It's complete yeah it's completely open for you to uh, you have to put in a request i think to to actually right. download it but it's all open software just so. in case just in case you're a spy. Yeah just in case you're um yeah a terrorist i don't know i, I don't know <laughs> what, what you know what you JV can
1: do with dot org. i'd be like ah oh, how did they get me
0: so yeah i i i had a quick little look through i was quite mm. intrigued by the sort of management software stuff where you know you could manage a, yeah. manage a a beefy project a beefy project a beefy project What's that like? You cooking a steak? Well, yeah. If you were a farmer and you had loads of cows <laughs> that you needed to get from one place to another,
1: or if you had some arguments with some local ruffians, you know.
0: Yeah. You know, That's and what you... I did there, Matt—that's beef. Yeah, I... it's youth talk for <laughs> um, a, a, an argument. Yeah, and, and sometimes with beef, uh, it gets put on a shelf that you can't reach, and it, and it just stops the stakes oh, getting too God. high. Oh, I knew that was coming. Yeah, why, no, I really. Why, oh, why? I, I set that up way too badly. Anyway, you did. <laughs> I'm going to stick with NASA. I'm going to stick with NASA. Yeah. I loved this story, Jamie, and that's why I stuck it in. It was a it was a last minute stick in stick it in the podcast
1: story. Stick it in the potty. Well, I love it.
0: Right. So yeah, that NASA's Maven spacecraft, which is in orbit mm. around Mars, had to yeah. manoeuvre. Had to do a manoeuvre so it didn't go crashing into Phobos which, as you know, is a a moon of Mars. It is. Uh, Phobos is located about 3,700 miles higher than uh, Mars Odyssey and the Mars Reconnaissance Orbiter. But because Maven is positioned in an elliptical orbit, it actually crosses the path quite often. And, Matt, when you say that they had to do a manoeuvre, I mean, how
1: big a manoeuvre was this? (laughs)
0: <laughs> it had to change I mean how
1: far out the way did it have to go
0: uh, I think it ha- what it had to do is change its speed by one mile an hour or something really? like less than one mile an hour and that's oh, enough that's, that, that's, that it that's won't that's crash cool. into Phobos in a week but I mean well, uh, what I think the interesting thing is not that the spacecraft had to do this manoeuvre, but the fact mm. that there's p- there's people out there doing the calculations to make sure these things aren't happening Yeah, that's cool. So this tracking of the international fleet of Mars probes is actually quite a hard thing. A lot of it relies on NASA's Deep Space Network, which are big Mm. antennas in California, Spain and Australia. ESA have got a similar global tracking network, but the dishes aren't Mm. as big. And people like SpaceX and United Arab Emirates are going to have to rely on NASA's Deep Space Network when they launch their... Mars missions. So someone,
1: so someone would essentially be looking at some data that would say, uh, "Hang on, guys, I need to flag this up." In a week's time, if we don't, if you don't do anything, move yeah. this off
0: course, then it's going to crash into Phobos. Not into Phobos, into the other moon, or into each mm. other. You know, so there's there's quite a lot going on. And uh, currently, do you know how many uh, satellites, artificial satellites, have been put in Mars orbit? Go on. So there's been fourteen. Mm. So these fourteen. Artificial satellites are actually still in orbit around Mars, I think. But the ones that are active are... The oldest one is uh, Mars Odyssey, that was Uh uh, launched in 2001 by NASA. Yeah. Uh, Then there's Mars Express, which is the um, ESA one that was launched in 2003, in June, but got into orbit on Christmas Day. Nice. Uh, Then there's the Mars Reconnaissance Orbiter, which has been absolutely fantastic, Uh in orbit since the 10th of March 2006... Then the Indians managed to launch the Mangalyaan in orbit since 2014 September. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Maven and that's yeah. been there since uh, pretty much the same time. So Maven and Mangalyaan pretty much r- arrived on the same day in orbit. Nice. <laughs> if, and they crazy. and they launched pretty much on the same day, but both launched in November and got there by September the next year. Yeah. Uh, and of course, the ExoMars, and what I love about ExoMars is it's uh, we we covered ExoMars and the launch of it on the uh, very did. very first podcast. We did, uh, which was almost a year ago. Which we'll get on almost
1: in a, a year ago. <laughs> so yes.
0: ExoMars launched on the fourteenth of March, two thousand uh-huh. uh, and sixteen. Uh, and to celebrate that and our one year of podcasting, we'll talk about Podcast Twenty Five later on. We will. So by 2021, we're going to have loads more, if not, you know, doubled, if not more than doubled round there. So I'm just looking down this list. So we've got InSight. InSight, which is going to be, uh, which is the only thing that's going to, (laughs) eventually the only thing that's actually going to launch in 2018. And so should probably be in orbit round about 2019, I would have thought. And that's NASA's InSight mission.
1: Okay, so that's Insight. Then we've got, obviously, Red Dragon,
0: which is proposed launch 2020. Now being put back to 2020. So Red Dragon, that should be very interesting. Uh, Then we've got uh, the Indians' uh, Mangalayan 2. Mangalayan 2? Yeah, so that should, uh, again, launch in 2020. Then United Arab Emirates are going Uh to uh, uh, launch... Their Mars orbiter from the Mohammed Ben Rashid Space Centre. Wow! Yeah, so is that's, this their first one? I think, but that must—it certainly must be their first deep space uh, mission. Yeah, I haven't that's heard pro- one since. No, that's pretty exciting stuff.
1: Then we've got Mars 2020. Yeah, which will and be huge. Mars 2020, which both will be in huge. July. Yeah, so both
0: of those. 2020. Have, yeah, so both of those have got rovers on board.
1: And then finishing off, we've got the 2020 Chinese Mars mission, which will be in July and August of 2020, which is orbiter, lander and
0: rover. Yeah, so that's uh, that's a big old bunch of stuff, isn't it? Go it's quite there. a list. Yeah. It's quite a list. What a year. That is going to be... So 2020, listeners, make sure you tune into the podcast then because it's going to be quite busy. You what, definitely, definitely tune in then. So what's the most exciting news ever, Jamie? Oh... The most exciting news ever! Oh come on, this is easy. the The interplanetary podcast has been yeah. going one year. That has flown by. Excuse the pun, Matt. What is your favourite edition? Um,
1: my, I, I'm still going to say that it's the rings of Saturn because that's something that has, since I was a little kid, always. Captured my imagination. And to actually research it and talk about it in the detail that we did. I loved that episode. Um, but I do love talking about Mars and the and now the mission to the moon. Those are the ones that I love, you know? I love the space travel stuff, don't get me wrong, but it's the stuff where we're sending
0: humans out of this planet. That's
1: what I really love.
0: But yeah, that's that's why... For me, my favourite episode, I think, was... Mm. It's the one I learnt the most in, was um, episode six, where we talked about Proxima B. Yeah. uh, And we we talked about how to get there and the interstellar travel and all the different Mm. types of rockets and things that people had thought of to get there. but And we also managed to find time to talk about booze in space as well and all the different... That's true, we did. It, and pies. And then the next month, we spoke to our warden. That I mean, has to what? be the highlight for us. Yeah, guys. and we had the Rosetta special at the same time. We did. We've had some really, really exciting... Um, Chats and I actually, I, I loved our chats with Harriet and Debbie. They were Harriet, really good. Yeah, and, and Debbie. Yeah, Planetary Society. I mean, and that really interesting chat with Jonathan McDowell about about X ray telescopes. Yeah, I learnt so much so in that cool. chat. Oh my gosh, we're literally learning something every day. Yeah, I do. That, that's the best thing about doing this podcast is just learning stuff. It's just yeah. brilliant.
1: Well, a couple of learners. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, yeah, we're oh certainly not teachers. Well, we
1: hope that you've learned something, even if it's that you know. ...that you skip our podcast because it gets just too annoying. But yeah. hey, listen, we're here to try and share some love and some space
0: news. Yeah, sue man. Us. So sue <laughs> us. Uh, just a quick time, just quickly, Jamie, I'm just going to quickly yeah. go through what's what's going up. What's going up this week? Here we go. So this week we've got an um, Ariane space Vega rocket. Uh-huh. And that's going to launch the Sentinel-2B Earth Observation Satellite which is going to be like unprecedented optical imaging of land. And it's going to or add... Or 2B. Yeah, or not to b And it's obviously going to go along with the 2A. Yeah. Uh, and then March the 8th, we've got a Delta 4. OK. And that's going to be la- launching a wideband global satcom. Nice. Called the WGS9. Uh-huh. Um, possibly on March the 12th. The Falcon 9, carrying Echo Falcon Star 23. 9. So we'll have to see if that one happens. Again, every Falcon 9 launch, I, I guess, I'm actually really stressed about <laughs> nervous, isn't it. Yeah. So, so much rides on it, because he's, mm. so, because he's so ambitious. So much rides on it. How many drinks have people had this episode? We've mentioned SpaceX. Oh, tell you what. Elon yeah. Musk quite a lot here. I uh, just
1: hope that they're not listening to it in the evening down the pub, or it could get messy.
0: All right in a couple of weeks, but we'll talk about these launches next week. Uh, we've got a Japanese, American, and uh, European launch. So, origato. Origato. so quite a, quite a few things coming up, and uh, possibly in March another Falcon Nine as well. So two Falcon Nines in March. Double Falcons. Uh, Sweet. Double Falcones. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I was it's... about to say we haven't really had any launches um, Such a liar. since we last spoke, but that's not true. That's not true. Mm. Atlas V launched mm-hmm. the Enrol seventy nine, which is, a, I, I believe, another military satellite. Yeah, and we also had the Chinese launch a KT two rocket. We did. I tell you what, I didn't realize that this KT two was so interesting. It's a solid fueled booster rocket that I'd never seen before. Sick. That's just for Dave. Yeah, so that 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 is actually quite cool. Some really good pictures. Of them. Nice. You anyway, stick them up on um, the blog. Oh, with the TK one satellite. <laughs> really? Yeah, man. That is
1: ace. Well, Matt, because it's the twenty fifth episode of mm-hmm. the podcast next week, and it's going to yep. be our year's anniversary. Are we going to be doing anything special for our avid yeah, listeners? We're going to give away. We're going to give away
0: some prizes. What? I know that is ace. It's what, can, be what kind
1: of can we can we talk about that yet or not?
0: I, we're yet to choose the prizes, but, but there, there will some be, be some, 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 a prize. There will be exciting prizes, and it, it will be it will involve things like membership of societies and and mugs and t-shirts yeah, and that sort absolutely. of thing. Absolutely, but you'll see. So you're just simply going to have to tune in next week. To find out, and all we want you to do yeah. is to tweet or communicate with us in any way you want via the website or however you want to do yeah. it, and let us know what your favourite podcast that we've done so far, and why, please. That would be great, and, why? and then we can
1: read it out, and we can uh, we can get some nice prizes. Totally to radical. You. Bon anniversary. Bon anniversaire. <laughs> hey awesome well guys thank you again for listening it's always a pleasure thank you very much and yes, so we'll yes, see yes. you for the exciting awesome. anniversary show next week awesome
0: right, bye then. guys bye. cheerio bye bye